0: Okay, Sammy, which cereal do you want? Uh oh, oh! can I get this one? Please, 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 please. No, we are not getting democracy O's. Ah. but Libya and Egypt and Tunisia all get to have those. I saw something on Fox News about that kind. Uh? No. Ah. you want me to give you something to cry about? No. Pick something else. What about these Occupy Puffs? They have 99% of the daily recommend Sammy, we are not getting that. What about this one? Theocracy Flakes. Oh, look. It has little holy ghost marshmallows. It says here it has 100% of the daily recommended amount of homophobia and misogyny. It was designed by a creation scientist, so it has to be good. Uh, I want... No. No democracy-os. What about this one? Corporate Crunch. Hmm. It has 1% of all the daily recommended vitamins. Oh, and Sammy, it comes with this little toy. It's a police officer in riot gear. Oh, look at that little pepper spray can. Isn't that adorable? Ooh, neat. If I get enough of it, I can send in two of the UPCs for a nightstick. Ooh, let's get that one, Mom. Can we get two? Let's just get one for now. I'm going to get some of these theocracy flakes for your father. You know how much he enjoys religious bigotry. I mean breakfast
1: This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome mat. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of Cognitive Dissonance. We're glad to have you listening. Uh, the first story that we're going to talk about today um, is something of a tragic story. Uh, for <laughs>
2: <laughs> it normally is a tragic story, but this one actually is kind of uplifting. Although now that all the backlash is coming, it's not uplifting at all. For for those in America,
1: um, you know, I know that uh, for reasons I've yet to ascertain, we have listeners outside of. The United States. I don't even understand why you have listeners in the United States. Yeah, yeah, admittedly. Here in America, we have a little holiday we like to call Thanksgiving, and I I know that other countries also have a Thanksgiving holiday, but ours is to celebrate the you know the rape and pillage of the native lands, and so you know every year the the president gives an address, um, and uh, President Obama's Thanksgiving
2: address did not, Cecil. Thank the Almighty. It didn't, I, you know. I think this is this is particularly egregious uh, because you know if, if people are unfamiliar with the the, the Thanksgiving holiday in the Americas, uh, here's here's what happened. God came down with his musket and he shot the first turkey, <laughs> and and uh, you need to thank God for shooting the turkey and for giving all the Indians smallpox. I think that's the things that we need to be thankful for in this country, and and Obama sort of missed the, missed his cue, Tom. I love that God has a musket. He's like, he like not only needs a weapon, but he's limited to the weapons of that time. He has one. Of, he has one of those hats with the buckles on it too. <laughs> what he just hit him with no. lightning because it cooks no, it at the no, same no, no, time, no, no, right? No. And God also, God also showed the uh, the the. Uh, colonists, what maize was. And so, no. so, uh, so that's why. why, why is, why does God have to even be involved in this holiday? I can understand getting mad if he's like giving a fucking Easter address, but he's not even involved in this holiday.
1: Right. I it's, it's giving thanks. Like I do Thanksgiving. It's my favorite fucking holiday because it does not, it's not a religious holiday. It's a secular holiday. The pilgrims were over there, they're all like, Man, I'm hungry and yeah. like a food. And then the Indians were like, We have a food. Let's eat it. Which together. never I mean, even happened. Like, that's like the myth It never even was... happened, but it doesn't matter because it's fun. I know, like, but that's like that's the that's the myth that right. you're sold. But even the myth that you're sold as a kid about the very first Thanksgiving yeah. did not involve God. It, did, it was not a religious. They were leaving. Holiday. You know, if,
2: if you're going to believe that myth, they were actually leaving for religious freedom. Right? They were leaving the uh, the UK or at that time Great Britain or whatever. I don't know what the fuck the difference is. But anyway, they were leaving one of those names of that country to come over here for religious freedom because they were being oppressed over there. They couldn't. They couldn't uh, express their religion how they wanted to. So they, if you believe that myth anyway, then they came over here for that reason. And when you are having religious freedom, the lowest common denominator of religious freedom is atheism because there is no God, right? Like that's the lowest common denominator. So you've got to at least be secular when you give your address, I well, think. Sure. Well, you're going to leave – should you include all the gods? Right. They didn't talk about like, Allah. That that's
1: crazy. It's this is this is more of this sort of uh, you know right wing religious pandering that 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 suggests that the only that we we have to keep God in in America. Well, which God? Well, our God, because the other gods suck. You right. know, I mean, that's, sure. Thor is fucked. You don't want right, to talk about that, Thor anymore. Zeus is never yeah, included he's in at this point. Yeah, you don't want to talk about. And plus, have you read? Did you read the speech that he gave or listen to it? It's so innocuous. He's yeah. basically saying like. You know, we should be thankful for the things that we have and try to help each other to overcome challenges. I know it's a difficult time I mean, when the president has to say, like, you know, I, I would like it if we were nice to each other to help one another through difficult times. And that
2: is a fucking controversial speech. You're just fishing. Yeah, you're waiting for. And, the, and this is, again, you know, non-mention means anti-mention. This is right, this exactly. is non-mention suddenly means yep. he's anti-religious no right. he's just not expressing his religion there's a big difference people don't get that difference people don't understand that there's a there's a qualitative difference between not mentioning it and being like, yeah well be thankful and also your God sucks my
1: balls like there's
2: a total difference in those statements
1: I, I read this and I didn't I didn't gather from his speech that he's anti-grizzly bears right just because <laughs> he didn't mention grizzly bears. <laughs> Right. I I presume right. that President Obama is at the very least neutral on the subject sure. of grizzly bears. We hope. We hope.
2: Yeah. For the grizzly bear <laughs> lobby that's out there that could be influencing
1: him. The, the, the criticism of the article, it's uh, President Obama told the nation in the address that if they support each other and look out for each other and remember that we're all in this together, then I know that we too will overcome the challenges of our time. How dare you, sir? How dare you?
2: Yeah, it's uh, I, <laughs> this is outrage for the purpose of being outraged. I, I mean, you know, the, they should they should have the Wiccans all be up in arms cuz he didn't mention Mother Earth.
1: Yeah, all right. This is
2: I, I we didn't give thanks to Gaia, right? That's the yeah. uh And the and the, the Hindus should be mad cuz they didn't mention one of their million gods or whatever, <laughs> or any of their million gods.
1: So our next story actually is a is a follow-up. Um, a, a sweat lodge guru um, has been sentenced uh, to m- multiple years in prison. Um, it looks like he's going to serve at least 600 days. He has to serve 80% of his sentence. His sentence was uh, like two years. He's already served some time, so he's got to put in at least 600 days. Um, this is one of those nut jobs who uh, claim to have... You know some religious epiphany service nonsense in a sweat lodge sweat lodges it turns out are not a good place to spend long periods of time alive <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it turns out uh what what i don't understand about this whole thing um was he was he holding them against their will in there
1: no no but as the like conductor of ye old sweat lodge Um, I think the the understanding was that he should have he should have at least known that you should not sit in a sweat lodge for hours at a time and provided people with, you know, ventilation, drinks,
2: they need to live. Yeah, Yeah, those those necessities of life, like liquid in your body, not on the floor. What I what I what I don't understand is, I guess, you know, you would you would probably have the exact same feeling if somebody ran a, a clinic where they bled people. Right. You know, where they're just like, well, we're going to bleed you to, to cure you. And then the, somebody dies. Uh, this this guy, this guy wound up uh, putting on more like putting up more and more heat to sweat out. What was he sweating out of people? I, I'm not
1: sure what he was sweating out. Um, you know, I think the thing that was particularly egregious is that these these people passed out inside the sweat lodge and then were left inside the sweat lodge.
2: I, you know, that's a clear indicator. I'm not a sweat lodge participant or runner, but that seems to me to be a clear indicator of somebody's uh, non-willingness to participate would right. like,
1: know, when, when I see people pass out, yeah. I'm not just like, wow, I better leave them in the sweat lodge.
2: Yeah, you know, they were doing really well before. They the, you know, <laughs> They're going to the, be fine. When you sweat the
1: consciousness out, yeah. right? we're when you, when like, okay. I think I've sweat out everything I can sweat out, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> including
1: my ability to remain upright.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> my ability to remain cognizant is gone at this point. It has been sweated out with all the rest of the liquid in me. Yeah, I, these. It, I I think that these things are. You know, you kind of you kind of want to say to the people who were involved in this, like, you knew what the snake was when you picked it up, dummy. But at the same time, you've got to hold this guy liable for being an idiot. You know, like he's the one who survived.
1: Well, right, and you know it's it's sort of disgusting that um you know this 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 guy his his defense was that well maybe it was some unknown toxin that killed them yeah maybe it was an unknown oh. toxin yeah we of or course can't know one. that yeah because the nature of an unknown is that it is unknown right right you know so that's that's a bad deal but more egregiously it's like no no it's not an unknown toxin it's the
2: sweat lodge. Right. It's Are, it's heat stroke. It's heat exhaustion. It's, 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 it's exactly dehydration. Right. Yeah. That's a problem. That's got to be a horrible way to die too. I'm reading here in the article. It says the sweat lodge was the culmination of a five-day spiritual warrior and spiritual warriors in quotes retreat at the Angel Valley Resort near Sedona which some fifty participants had paid up to ten thousand dollars each to attend. You pay ten thousand dollars to die in a sweat lodge. That's that like, seems like a. I. I mean, geez, I could cut that price in half. I was
1: going to say I'll beat <laughs> yeah. that
2: price. Yeah. <laughs> 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 really though, like this is a this is like a self help thing. I remember this now. I get did, I didn't before, but this is I remember it now because we had talked about this time when this happened in October of two thousand nine. Uh, We had talked about this on Everyone's a Critic. And now I remember this was like a self-help sort of uh, Tony Robbins sort of go and get them. Also here sit in this fucking sweltering room for a while while you sweat out your life. Yeah, this is this
1: is I hope they at least got their money back.
2: (laughs) Can you get a (laughs) refund?
1: Because really at the end, I understand that you wanted to be a spiritual warrior, but maybe you didn't want to be converted to an actual spirit. (laughs)
2: I can't help think about that remember that uh, Trading Spouses or whatever show with that woman who's like I'm a god warrior like I can't I can't stop thinking about that woman who's like yelling about being a god warrior well in his defense I mean he may as well have just been like they're dark sided yeah they're They're dark sided -sided. Gorgiles, slackics in the name of Jesus we speak that oramana
1: so our next two stories actually uh, dovetail with one another, although in horrifying and depressing ways. Um, the, the first story comes from CNN, um, and this is actually a story that unfortunately is emblematic of a situation, I guess, that uh, uh, many victims face in Afghanistan and other uh, similar uh, locations. A um, woman in Afghanistan was raped, um, and uh, she became pregnant as a result of that rape in uh, The justice system over there, which I'm hesitant to even use the word justice in in relaying, um, actually sent her to prison. Sent her to prison for being raped, Um, not her attacker. Um, And then when she gets out, she's faced with a pretty lousy choice. Um, She can either marry her rapist um, or she can face uh, possible uh, honor killing Repercussions um, from both of the, uh, the the her family and from uh, the family of the perpetrator of the rape. It's it, it it it's an unbelievably heartbreaking story.
2: I can't believe I you know I can't imagine Tom living as a woman in these societies where these women have no power. None. They are completely powerless. They are entities to be um to be taken. You know what I mean? Like they're just to be taken. I mean, like this is like a this is like a caveman society. Like he's ooking and hitting her over the club and dragging her back by her hair to his, you know, cave at this point. This is this is ridiculous behavior for you know the second millennium. I know. You know what I mean? Like like it's it's a it's a it's an odd thing that that they would even consider to to have somebody choose to marry their rapist. Like She was raped, man. She was fucking raped. Don't you think that she fucking has a little contempt for the guy who raped her?
1: Well, I guess, you know, she was sentenced to 12 years in jail. Contrast that with the last story that we just talked about, you know, where a, a guy was basically responsible for the deaths of three people. He gets 600 days. She is the victim of a terrible crime, of a cruel and violent crime. And she spends the next twelve years of her life raising her child, her child who is the product of her attack, right? In prison, in an Afghan prison.
2: Yeah, it's not a fucking country club, that's for sure.
1: And then when she gets out, when it's still not over. I mean, it's 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 a system set up to uh, enshrine. The power of of men over women. Right.
2: Absolutely. Because A- absolutely. even when
1: the woman is victimized, um, she is still victimized further by the st- by, by the state, by the justice system. And then when that's all over, then the society destroys her by forcing her to. Mar- I mean, how in the hell is she supposed to marry her rapist? I mean, how do you. How do you ever call that place home? How do you ever feel safe again? Right. How, how are you ever whole as a person? It's it, these things, you, you know, in Islamic law, um, I was just reading the emphasis is not on the crime of rape, but on the shame the woman brings to her family Fuck by you, her sexual immorality. Fuck you. I, I don't understand a culture that can that can possibly suggest that somebody being attacked against their will is responsible for something that occurs against your will. Don't we as reasonable people assume that if something was against your will, you cannot be held responsible for it because you, you didn't do it. You didn't do the right. thing. You know, when, when morality is tied to
2: your genitals rather than your actions, you're doing your society right. wrong. Of all the types of bigotry there is, misogyny is the dumbest of them all. Uh, It's half the fucking population, for Christ's (laughs) sakes. It's ridiculous. And then you see this country that is clearly misogynistic, hates women. I mean, I would fucking – could you imagine? Okay, Tom, you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but I have nieces and nephews and things like that. And I look at them and I would think, man, if one of them were raped – I would be right there to try to help them through every moment of that process, trying to protect them. I would, you know, want to make sure that see that their person, the person who raped them, went, you know, suffered something, went through some sort of justice system. How can you hate your children that much to have laws on the books like this? Because you hate your children, obviously.
1: Well, sure. This is. I mean, this is um, the only way that something like this happens is when your entire cultural setup is is designed. Um, from the get go um, to look at women as less than people, yeah, because if you are looking at 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 your daughter and your mother or your sister you know or or just a woman on the street and seeing her as less than a person, then sure you can pass laws that don 't treat her as a human being um, otherwise it 's inconceivable it 's inconceivable um so and you know I know that um, one of the One of the responsibilities Of women under Islamic law Is not to tempt men So because that Is sort of enshrined Also in that culture It's um, it, it it sort of sets up a You asked for it
0: Sort oh, of yeah. a mentality right yeah.
1: Because if I've set up a culture that says You're not to tempt men well then You know if if something If you're victimized Then clearly you failed in your responsibility not to tempt the man. The man's actions then are simply a byproduct of your inability to control your temptress nature. You
2: know, what does it say about men? What does it say about men in this society like that? Like, not only does it degrade women in that society, but it also says that men can't control anything about themselves. Exactly. They they just they're just walking around giant fucking pulsating hard-ons that have to fucking insert themselves into something immediately by force. Right. Like that degrades men beyond belief. It does.
1: It suggests that all men are potential rapists and slavering beasts, only held back, you know, from their base nature by you know, women covering themselves head to toe and not even looking like human,
2: like looking, they make them look like (laughs) R2D2. I was watching, uh, It was a show – Anthony Bourdain does a travel show where he travels around. And if you don't know who Anthony Bourdain is, um, he's a chef who writes – who's a writer. And he travels all over the place to all these different places to eat. And he travels all over the world to eat in the country for a little while, like the main cities in the country. And he was in – I want to say it was like Saudi Arabia or something like that. And he was with this woman who was – you know. who who asked him to come and he was there walking around and going to these places and he went into a restaurant and I remember this specifically. He went into a restaurant there and the woman was – the women had a different line than the men. The men were in one line and the women were in another line and the women were required to be covered up and one of the women was was saying – the woman who was with him was actually saying, well – It's actually to protect us is what she said. It's to protect us from the men. You put us in this separate line so we don't have to be in the same line as these single guys. We're in the family line with the the married men and their women and that's where we belong and we're covered up so we could be protected from the men. And I'm like – and I was thinking – I was like, that's if that's your mentality, if that's what you're coming at this with, right, if that's what you're saying – Our society values women so much that it has to protect them from the slavering beasts that are men. Why do you then reward the rapist? Right. Right. Why is it that, that the rapist is rewarded after he goes and, and rapes somebody and the woman is punished? That's a lie and you're lying to yourself to pretend to believe that you're covering yourself up to protect yourself from men. No, you're covering yourself up because because men are obviously slobbering beasts that will fuck you any chance they get whether you give them permission or not. You know, and the and
1: the, the the shame here is that. You know, this stems from this sort of backward religious fundamentalism. It's not that the the culture, in and of itself, is um, necessarily misogynist. It's that the the religious fundamentalism requires this misogyny. It's that right. you know, and and most religions, unfortunately, are incredibly misogynist. Um, and and that's that's a it's, it's a damn shame that. They, these 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 nations set up a culture based on a religion that doesn't respect women, and you know this idea that you know oh well we actually deeply respect women, and because of that we you know require them to be second class citizens, dressed modestly to protect them from the you know slavish beast like nature of men. It's that's that's bullshit. It's just bullshit, and a story like this is evidence of that
0: bullshit. I've just sucked one year of your life away. What did this do to you? Tell me. And remember, this is for posterity, so be honest. How do you feel?
2: Hey, let's roll right into another depressing story, Tom. What do you say? Yeah,
1: let's let's do that because that doesn't make me incredibly sad. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this is a story. Uh, th- this is from the uh, Independent. Um, a woman blinded by acid um a, a spurned admirer her admirer rather um in iran threw acid on this woman and just horribly disfigured her blinded oh her um just a terrible act of violence um and now again because their system of laws uh is insane to me. Uh, She was given the option. This guy was going to be blinded by acid as well in this sort of eye for an eye mentality um, that's part and parcel of that justice system. So They were actually going to put drops of acid in his eyes. That was his punishment. That is fucking redonkulous. And in an act of, I think, incredible compassion, this woman stopped them, said no, don't do this you know so she halted this barbaric act from being perpetuated on the uh, perpetrator of this crime and in so doing she loses her right to compensation so she was going to have to be compensated she was rendered fucking blind and her face I mean her face melted yeah and now the court's like well you wouldn't let us put drops acid in his eyes so you
2: forfeit your right to compensation. You look at the before and after picture on this oh. article. There's a, there's a picture, the second picture, not the first one that she's, she has there where she's covered up, but the second picture where she's showing her full face. And one of her eyes is scarred closed. It is, there is no longer an eye there. So if you're not interested in seeing something like this, don't go to this oh, it's, site. It's heartbreaking. Because it's hard to look. It's hard to look at her. Her eye is completely scarred over, and she's holding a picture of herself beforehand. This beautiful woman was scarred because some asshole was spurned. First off, eye for an eye, cruel and unusual punishment. Thank you know. I mean, we don't always follow that rule. You know, see waterboarding, but uh, but you know sometimes sometimes we do follow that rule, and thank goodness that we do because what what a ridiculous thing to 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 take somebody and, and try to hold them down and pour acid into their face when they've when they've done something wrong and then to and then to 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 have the mercy to say you know what I don't want that to happen to somebody else it happened to me it sucked I don't want it to happen to somebody else and they're willing to say that but now you're losing all chance of you know getting any kind of compensation from this guy which was pretty substantial
1: well you, you know and under the iran's islamic penal code women are only entitled to half of what men would be entitled to so you know this again this oh, idea God, that like that well it's so set up to protect women it's really you know it's all about you know no it's not i mean why why would they just get half they right. just get half because because we're protecting them by giving them less that's yeah. nonsense that's utter nonsense when anytime somebody's act of compassion is met with um, a reduction in their benefits uh, y- y- You know You're doing justice wrong it's, 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 This is a terrible Terrible system and this woman is just Getting victimized again You know a system that, that sets up An eye for an eye I mean what about the guy who has to actually Administrate that that punishment yeah. you, know, you wake up it's, You know it, you, you rub the sleep out of your eyes You stretch like oh what's on the agenda For today oh I gotta go to work And drip acid in a man's eyes while these other guys hold him down screaming like that's you have to have you have to in order to have eye for an eye punishment, you have to have people who are willing to on behalf of the state commit acts of barbarism and cruelty and injustice. It, it's not this is not how you do justice. This
2: is that's not how you do society. Right.
1: This is another example, too, and we've talked about this in the show of why um, here in the States, the victim of a crime doesn't determine the punishment for the perpetrator of that crime. You have to have a dispassionate third party who administrates that punishment for the crime. When you don't have that, you have circumstances like this where, you know, maybe she maybe she was still furiously angry, which I certainly would not blame her for. And said, yeah. fucking go for it. Drop some acid in old boy's eyes. Who wins? Now you got two blind people walking around and
2: somebody whose job it is to drip acid in their eyes. I mean, it's just well, what about this, Tom? I mean, like if you allow that sort of system over here, then what, what stops coercion? What stops right. like this guy's family from coming up to her and forcing her to say, no, I want to pardon him?
1: So we're going to take a well-needed break at this point to uh, catch our breath, give you an opportunity to send us uh, hate mail and uh, a list of the inaccuracies of our show. It's not going to be a long break, so you might want to hit pause to give yourself plenty of time to type. Uh, we'll also give you all the information that you need to contact us, and we'll return for the rest of the show in just a moment.
0: You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740 743 6828. Long distance rate supply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated.
1: So I like this next story, Cecil. I like this next story a lot. Yeah, well. <laughs> this is a story out of Australia. Uh, it's reported by the Herald Sun. Um, and uh, in, in Australia, families that do not get their kids vaccinated lose the tax benefit. You know, if you have if you have children, you get a certain tax benefit. Evidently, in Australia, you do as well here in the States. Um, And if you don't get them vaccinated, if you don't contribute to that herd immunity, well, the state's not going to hook you up with a little tax benefit. This, I think, is a great tax incentive, a great way to incent people to do what's needed for the health of uh, the, the herd, so to speak.
2: Well, as as listeners have pointed out to us in the past, that it's not about your individual child. It's not about your child's immunity as much as it's about protecting other children too. And a, a kid who's healthy might not have some really crazy adverse effects to some of these diseases, they might be able to skate straight through these diseases. They might be okay at the end of it. But a kid who is immunocompromised, who has some sort of deficiency in his immune system or her immune system, there is a chance that they might not be okay. And those are the people you're trying to protect, the people that can't actually get immunized because they are their immune system is too weak to handle it. I constantly in the states we hear all the time oh it's my kid i get to decide it's my kid i get to decide well vaccines are a public health decision they're not a private health decision and this perfectly illustrates that i think they should have they should institute something like this in the united states hey you don't want to get your kid vaccinated that's fine but what we're going to do is not give you the tax credit cuz we got to clean up your mess with tax dollars
1: well sure and and what it really does too is it puts those convictions to the test right it says okay you know how much do you really believe this? How much are you really willing? You know, because when you have skin in the game, so to speak, it's it, it's an easy thing to look at your healthy kid who and, and say, well, I'm not going to take him to go get vaccinated. He's fine. She's fine. You know, there's there's nothing you don't have any skin in the game at that point. Your kid is healthy. It's an abstraction. It's a, it's a it's a question without consequence until somebody gets sick. Now they got skin in the game. Now you got money involved. You got something on the table here. And so now it's not just a, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I, they don't sound like they're very good. You know, I'm just going to go ahead. And, no, now, oh shit, I'm going to lose how much money? Really? Right. Do I really think that this is the case? Or was I just sort of hedging my bets and, and looking at my healthy kid and making some assumptions based on, you know, their present health and extrapolating that into the future? Um, and I think that that is often the case. I think that it's often the case that parents see that their child is happy, hale, and healthy, and uh, they don't want to do something that might potentially change that. They see the vaccine as, uh potentially dangerous. And so, you know, maybe they don't have a strong conviction one way or the other, but let's just roll with the status quo. It's easy. Well, when the status quo is going to cost you a couple thousand dollars a year,
2: Maybe you make some different decisions well, we can hope I hope that th- I hope that this does change some people's minds. They're saying in this article 1 in 10 kids aren't vaccinated down there. That's becoming that's, a that's becoming an epidemic at this point. Could you imagine Tom if 1 in 10 kids weren't vaccinated in the United States? How many kids are in the United States, right? You're looking at what 75 to 100 million kids in the United States, maybe more. Uh, that's a number of fucking not intended to be a factual statement by the way. So don't fucking <laughs> tell me how many kids are in the United States because I don't care. I'm just I'm just giving well, they're all duggars, I'm just giving right? I'm just giving an estimate here, so I don't know how many kids are in the United States, but let's just pretend for a minute I know what I'm talking about, and I'm gonna say there's 100 million kids in the United States. You know, that's a lot. That's a whole lot to have 10 million kids not vaccinated, right? If that was the case here.
1: We wiped out smallpox, guys. <laughs> like, Figure we just, it out.
2: Like, what the fuck?
1: Hey, remember when Joey got smallpox? No, neither do I, because it's fucking You're gone. Right
2: wipe the fuck off the planet just gone you could do that with so many different diseases the problem is is that we just don't want to play that game because we there's some sort of idiotic notion that vaccines don't work
0: I'm Raymond Massey and I have a special message for senior citizens today's doctors drugs and medical devices truly work medical miracles for young and old alike but there are some as phony as a three dollar bill Investigate before you invest in health services or products. Help stamp out quackery.
1: So th- this next story is actually uh, a story. It's not so much a story. It's just the presence of a thing, which I did not know existed and I'm horrified to learn of. Uh, this is Homeopaths Without Borders, North America. Uh, I I was totally dumbstruck when I realized that homeopaths um, were traveling overseas. Um, to uh, at-risk countries and providing quack cures, um, which is all homeopathy right, is. Right. Um, I, I'm I'm absolutely blown away by how grossly, negligently, irresponsible uh, this is. You know, if people don't know what homeopathy is, it's it's this nonsensical idea that water has a magical property to retain you know certain elements of 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 things that are dipped within it that are then diluted to the point of absurdity um and that you're cured by having little tiny bits of whatever ails you within the water it's i mean it's just it's just utter nonsense homeopathy is utter nonsense you're basically just drinking water.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. drinking clean water in Haiti is an important thing, I think. Right. <laughs> um, I, guess, I guess it's a uh, fucking positive so, there. So there is some positives there. But, but I, you know, also you're in Haiti and there are some things that are going wrong down there and some things that are rampant that need to be fixed. And giving them nothing and saying you're fixing something is not, uh, you know, moving forward, I think. And I think that... Uh you know this is a non-profit organization. They call themselves a non-profit organization. They say they're a 501c3 humanitarian organization. Uh but I'd love to see their data sheet. I'd love to see the sheet on which, you know, what do they spend? Because how expensive is sugar? You know what I mean? Like how expensive is the sugar pill that you're creating to put in these things? Um this has got to be a lot of a lot of uh a lot of people too who actually believe this stuff and believe it works um, that are volunteering. So you have – not only do you have people that are being convinced of it on the other side, you have people that have already been convinced of it on our side that are going down there. So you have people that have been convinced and conned by a quack up here to go down there and convince and con people Even and and their their intentions, I think, are probably pretty genuine.
1: You know, I'm sure that their intentions are good. But, you know, that in two bucks will buy you a cup of fucking coffee. You know, that's yeah, it's not helping. Yeah. You know, and it's doing harm, you know, because these people think that they've been treated for an illness and they haven't. You know, people it's it's one thing to market a bunch of sugar pills to some, you know, wealthy suburban suburbanite here in the States, you know, who has access to real care when these things don't work. Um, it's an entirely different thing to move to an at-risk population and provide them with the cure-not-cure that is homeopathy. You know, it's, it's nothing. You're giving them placebo um, at the very best. The best thing you're providing them is placebo. Um, and, and to suggest to them that, that this is a real treatment might mean that they put off actual treatments. You know, that they think, oh, I, I've already taken my sick child to a doctor, a Western doctor, you know, which we which which maybe they've uh, placed some stock or faith into. And then, you know, they they choose not to go to, I don't know, doctors without borders instead. Right. right? And right. and they don't get treatment and they don't get help. And, you know, what this also Seems like it may do, and I could be mistaken, but it may further the sort of cause of homeopathy in these at-risk populations. And, right. and now you're going to spread this nonsense you know, to, to other groups that don't need it. They don't need homeopathy. They don't need Bibles and homeopathy. Those are the things they yeah. don't need. Can we stop exporting those things to Haiti and to other at-risk populations? Can we export things like actual fucking medicine and food and clean and safe drinking water? Can we do that instead? That's useful. You know, these people are spending money to do this. They're probably having, you know, tens of thousands of dollars donated to them as a nonprofit to fund their trips. Almost Haiti. So there are good. Genuine, well-intentioned people who are misled through every step of the process about what homeopathy is, how successful it is, whether or not it's a viable treatment. Those dollars could be spent so much better. Those dollars could be spent because it's not like those well-intentioned people would stop being well-intentioned. It's not like they would, you know, they're giving this money because they genuinely want to help. And I think that these homeopaths are probably going down there because they genuinely want to help. If they could genuinely want to help and help.
2: Yeah, and actually do the helping. That would be better. I think you're being a little hard on them, Tom. L- this, this, this person here studied at the Shiatsu College of Britain in Cambridge. I will kill you. So she- <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm actually kind of shocked. 3,000 friends on Facebook, almost 4,000 friends on Facebook here for the homeopaths without borders. Um, I think it's actually not uh, not Facebook policy to have a – somebody should report them. I'm not saying I will, but I'm saying somebody should report that Facebook page because it's actually a friend page rather than a, than a public figure page. And being a public figure, you don't get a chance to uh, – to delete people if they like you and things like that, so uh, so you know what I mean. Like they're they're able to control what's on their wall. Right. I agree with you on all counts, Tom. I do think you know the people who do do this. That, like you said, they're they're probably well intentioned, and and if they would, if they were actually to do things that would benefit people, that would be great. But they're not doing things that benefit people. They're doing things that are purposely keeping people away from good treatment and solid treatment, and they're giving them sugar pills, and that's bullshit. That's that's hurting just as much as the stuff that these people are ailing of, and I think it's bullshit, and I think that they should be stopped in some way because people are sp- are giving their money and donating their money to this cause when it's it's a worthless cause.
1: Um, first of all, pepper spray that just burns your eyes, right?
2: Right. I mean, it's like a derivative of actual pepper. It's a food product essentially, but a lot of experts are looking at that and saying, "Is that the real deal? Has it been diluted?" Because
0: yeah, uh, that should know, they should have more of a reaction. The, yeah. Than but that.
2: I, so, Cecil.
1: At UC Davis, you can major in a lot of things, <laughs> including the culinary arts, <laughs> where you might learn the proper application of pepper.
2: Yeah, capsaicin. Yeah, you can learn how to <laughs> apply it. Uh, did you see this guy walk down this line of people uh, at UC Davis? There was a uh, an officer. These people were blocking a sidewalk. Um, God forbid, and they were blocking the sidewalk and he just takes this pepper spray can and we're talking like the industrial fucking uh, disperse because this is a riot sort of pepper can, not fucking, you know, I got this for 1999 at Spencer's, you know, to protect myself when I'm walking in my car in the middle of the night. We're talking like it looks like a mini fire extinguisher he's walking with and he shakes it up and he just he just lets loose on this group of people in a serious way. Uh, with this pepper spray. But it's fine though, Tom, because you know, as Megan Kelly says, it's really just a food additive. Yeah, I could not believe when I saw this, I was blown away. These
1: these were the like quintessentially non-violent protesters, right? right? You know, they, they were just sitting on the ground. Their arms were linked, they're doing the human chain thing, you know. But they're they're the antithesis of violent right now. And this dude like walks by and he holds the canister in the air like, "Hey, I'm about to pepper spray these motherfuckers." Yeah. <laughs> and blammo! Does he blast them? And he blasts them point fucking blank in the face. Yeah, he's aiming in at all the their faces. Face, yeah. and it is it is unbelievable to watch. I mean, I, my jaw dropped open. You know, I I, I saw afterwards that um, the cops later said that they feared for their lives oh my God, because exactly. of the Donkillus. The crowd is like
2: 20 around. feet away from them and all they're doing is going boo. When they <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> you know, I yeah, well, you know, that that would that would mean that we would fear for our life every time somebody heard our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're suggesting there's a crowd for this <laughs> podcast?
1: <laughs> Two is not no, a crowd. I'm suggesting that there's a lot of boos at least, I don't know. <laughs> It's uh, it it's genuinely crazy. Plus, I love like one of the comments from 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 the article. Um, says well, if they were afraid of the crowd. Why didn't they pepper spray the crowd? Right. Yeah. I mean, like that's what you would do. Instead, they pepper spray these protesters, and uh, Megyn Kelly on Fox, um, actually has the gall to say that. Well, you know, pepper spray. It's really a food product yeah. essentially it's
2: essentially a food product food product <laughs> yeah boiling oil is essentially a food product exactly exactly i mean you can do a lot with boiling oil french so fries just, is one of them you can hoard, you shortening could you could stop them. the the advancing galls also <laughs> with hot oil there are a lot of
1: things that are essentially another thing yeah that doesn't mean that they should be applied to the face <laughs> Right. There are a lot of things that you that you might consume or right. you know, that, that that are not facially applied. That's that's crazy, you know? A, a Bowie knife is essentially a large shape straight razor. You shave yeah. with yeah, it. You like shave. that's what do you, you a nuclear bomb
2: is essentially a microwave. Use it to heat up a hot dog. You're a fucking idiot. My wristwatch is essentially Big Ben. i don't understand like where that even comes from but you know we're 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 bagging on her in the beginning but i think you know as much as i dislike fox and i think that they do say a lot of things in this little bit we're going to post the link um it's from media matters is where we get this from we're going to post the link on our site so you could actually go and watch the video but you know throughout this video i don't think that they're being so obtuse that at points they are don't get me wrong when she says it's a fucking basically a food additive you're a bubblehead at that point i don't I, I, everything yeah. you say is suspect and bill o'reilly's trying to be a little insightful or not insightful i guess it it's inciting i guess is what you not insightful inciting He's trying to incite when he's saying things like, oh, well, you've got to let the police do what they want to do. uh, Give them the free reign to do as they must if they feel in danger. And I'm just thinking, dude, you didn't even watch this. And, And she even calls him out on it at one point and says, if you watch the tape, it certainly doesn't show that they look like they're in danger. And if you watch the tape, I don't know who the fuck would think they're in danger. Like, you would have to be like like an elderly person and a walker to feel like you're in danger in that crowd.
1: I don't think the elderly would feel in danger. Who's in danger? They're like the only ones armed. I don't understand right? like that. You're that That's like rolling up in a tank. Right. Right? And just being like, I feel in danger. blam, blam. Blam. <laughs> I know that at my house I've got a salt shaker and some pepper spray on right. the table. Right, sure, sure. That's, I think that's pretty normal. I have, think you that's ever,
2: what... have you ever like like cleaned a bunch of jalapenos or a habanero, Tom, and then like accidentally touched your face or your junk? <laughs> <laughs> like you are fucking dancing around being like, oh, fuck, that burns, that burns, that burns. And that's just a little tiny bit of capsaicin that got on you. Even just one habanero. If you were to oh. take one habanero and like rub it on your face. Like, I think and Kelly should have to rub a habanero in her face. Cecil, so I love spicy food.
1: I, I adore spicy food. And I, I cook with, with peppers as often as I can. And I have rubbed my eyes accidentally. I, I just full on rubbed my oh, eyes God. Once after cutting jalapenos. And I thought my head was going to fall off. Like, it really hurts. <laughs> like, and that and a jalapeno it, compared to pepper spray is so mild. Oh, I know. It's a match versus a floodlight in right, comparison. Right. You know, they're not even in the same ballpark. And it really burned. And it burned for a long time. It, it sucked. It was not my favorite day. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what does this say, too, I think, about where we're at in this country where people can't even protest anymore? Now, look. They're blocking the sidewalk. I get it. I understand. You want to try to move them. I get it. But nobody's in danger, okay? If you were to pick them up and grab them, what's the danger? How are you in danger? Well, you're in danger of throwing your back out because you're lifting them up off the ground? What is the... What's the what's the reasoning for this pepper spray? I understand using pepper spray if, like, you know, like a fucking pit bull is running at you or if it's a fucking, you know, a guy with a knife or a, you know, even a guy who's trying to punch you and attack you. I understand. Police have to use a sort of a reasonable amount of force to stop people who are trying to. You know, use violence against them. I understand that that's a policy that should be followed, and I I endorse it when it's somebody who's going to try to attack a police officer. But at this point, what is the purpose for this other than to just show that you are the big swinging dick there and you can fucking spray people in the face and get away with it?
1: Well, I think what we've what we're seeing more and more, unfortunately, is the use of these sort of non lethal weapons, um, tasers, uh, pepper spray, things along those lines. Um, to to get people to do the thing the police tell them to do, to ensure compliance, Um, rather than resorting to force only when a threat of force is present, right? It seems to me that um, if there's a threat of force, that the police then have the right to use force to counter that, you know, to to say, okay, well, there's there's a clear and present danger here. I need to address it. Um, And so, but... What we're seeing time and time again is is stories keep coming out where, you know, somebody doesn't want to, you know, get on the ground fast enough or, you know, somebody doesn't turn around quickly enough or somebody's argumentative or a protester is sitting, you know, arm in arm with with their uh, other protesters. And rather than trying to um, have a dialogue or address the situation in another way, in a nonviolent way. It's easier just to reach to your fucking bat belt sure. and whip out the pepper spray and just spray the shit out of them. Well, now they're incapacitated. Now you can do whatever the hell you will with them. Um, and I, I, think it's a disturbing trend when these sort of non-lethal weapons are used to ensure compliance with the police, because it, you know, that's that's not really that's not the role of the police is to ensure your compliance with them at all times. Right. You know, it, their role in our society is to protect. And ensure the safety of the citizens of the society, not to ensure the compliance of the citizens of the society. Um, and I, I feel like these are often way overused, and this is a, a terrible example of that. And I think you know you're right. Um, you know they're they're not being as flip as as we made it out to be. But to, to even joke that. Isn't this a food product?
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's it's insane. Like essentially, isn't like a taser just a heart rate monitor? <laughs> it's like playing
1: operation, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, see, now, these are separate problems when you have the fact that these encampments, um, I call them the Kampalinsky kids, are are becoming basically lice-infested criminal magnets across the country. And you do have to question, in this case, um, where you have these people who are stoking violent rhetoric, um, where that's all coming from. And uh, there is a larger uh, plan of manufactured crisis and chaos. That has been in the works in academia and places like Columbia University, Cloward Piven Strategy, of fomenting this kind of agitation uh, as an excuse for b- bigger government intervention.
1: Fox News has a grand tradition of getting things right, very, very <laughs> right, <laughs> very right. Um, including the facts of the recent shooting. Um, there, there, there was uh, charges brought against Oscar Ramiro Ortego Hernandez, yeah. who needs more names um, for attempting to assassinate president obama after he fired an assault rifle at the white house
2: they, didn't somebody do that a few years back too just yeah somebody tried uh. to do that and it didn't work out so well for him too so do they not understand that the, the president isn't a house if you can't just shoot the house. <laughs> I don't house. think they get it. I don't think. They... Yeah, if you shoot the house, you make the house face, which is like the two <laughs> windows, like make a sad face, and then you've won the game, I guess. I, I don't understand. I don't... It's not a video game <laughs> where like, you shoot enough house. bullets into it and it blows up. Right, yeah, you shoot enough bullets into anything and right. it'll blow up. So
1: th- this guy took a few pot shots at the uh, at the White House, and uh, that's going to go
2: poorly for him. <laughs> Drive by on the president. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sadly he wasn't out on the on the stoop drinking his gin and juice while you right went by, you know.
1: So Fox News is reporting that uh he reporting him as the Occupy shooter. Sure. Even though he has
2: no relationship at all with the Occupy movement. I like that uh one of these people on this Fox and Friends. Now this this uh Comes from Think Progress, and there's a video that's embedded here, so you'll have to go to travel to Think Progress to see the video. But one of the people um, says, What would have happened if this was a Tea Party person who tried to do that? Well, he wasn't an Occupy person, so who cares? The same thing. He would have been
1: taken down by the, the Secret Service and arrested. That's what we do with people who shoot at houses. Yeah. That's like a standard response. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't ask them their political affiliation once they have the assault right. rifle in their right. hands, like, whoa whoa, sir, sir, are you a Republican or a Democrat? I mean we need to get this shit independent. Oh, you're a Republican? Well enjoy your rifle. Yeah, I I hope have we a have good your time. vote No
2: twelve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well the thing they the reason why is because they 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 put up this manhunt to search for him and they stopped in the Occupy protest at D.C. because it's only a couple blocks away from the White House. So they went there. They're like, well, shit, that's a great place to fucking hide if you are, you know, trying to hide from law enforcement because, you know, they don't they're not trying to keep the law enforcement people inside the Occupy protest makes sense. So they went there and and they didn't find him End right, of and the story
1: being in a place or near a place yeah, does not like, mean you're affiliated with that place, right? You know. I go to Starbucks occasionally and get a coffee. That is the end of my affiliation with fucking Starbucks.
2: If I shot somebody, I wouldn't be the Starbucks shooter. Yeah, if somebody lives in Battle Creek, Michigan, and they kill somebody, they're not a serial killer. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Come on. That's a good one. Come on. That's where they make cereal. (laughs) Jeez. overseas listeners. Oh, come on. (laughs) That was awesome, Curry, and you know it. It was, it was. I was like, Battle Creek, wait, cereal. I got uh,
1: it.
2: It <laughs> was like the hand grenade of jokes. Like it was totally it, it took a totally joke. Yeah, it's a hand grenade. Whatever. I'm hilarious. Take that, audience. <laughs> if the
1: ionization rate is constant for all ectoplasmic entities, we could really bust some heads. In a
2: spiritual sense, of course.
1: So our last story... Because we have to end on the best story possible. I don't understand this one. Is inscrutable nonsense. This is from the Canterbury Times. This can't Um, be a real story, by the way. (laughs) Which I do have to say that I initially read that as Canterbury Tales. And I had flashbacks (laughs) from my English degree. I was like,
2: oh, no. Do you got to read it in Old English?
1: I did have to read part of it in Old English. And uh, I did not know Old English. And that is nonsense. So I actually like the Canterbury Tales. When when I read it in actual American English. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: But this is a story about a woman who's uh, basically having night terrors and totally flipping out about them and saying that it's ghosts. Um, She says that she struggles to sleep because of a groping ghost. My wife has
2: the same problem. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like those those celebrity ghost stories which are all like um, sleep paralysis, you know, where the people are like, I was laying in bed and I saw a ghost. And you're like, well, dude, you probably had some sleep paralysis because that happens to a lot of people. And the same thing here. It's like she's just having, you know, like you said, night terrors or whatever and she's – but instead, you know, you get the vicar involved because, hey, he's a vicar.
1: I love this story for so many reasons. Like the use of exclamation points. You don't get that a lot in responsible journalism.
2: I appreciate right, that right. here. I also um, like the reference to Ghostbusters. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to read
1: a couple of the choice lines from this thing. Um, I kicked frantically and it went away. Next time it came, I hurled the duvet onto the floor! <laughs> Exclamation, Exclamation point. Exclamation. That's just, oh, that'll teach yeah. him. I'll tell you what, if I was undead and I saw a duvet flying across the room, fuck that. I'm going back to the netherworld or
2: wherever What's I came a duvet? From. I think it's like a comforter (laughs) or something for (laughs) British people. It's better than a bedpan or something. You know what I mean? Like, that's getting
1: thrown on the floor. It's time to leave. I told my 16-year-old granddaughter, and she was gobsmacked.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You should hit your granddaughter. Oh, gobsmacked. I love it. Isn't that an American band? Aren't they like an American hair band, gobsmacked? (laughs) The best one is the Ghostbusters line. But this was very creepy, and it is giving me the jitters. It's harassing me. I need to call them the Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) Lady, the Ghostbusters is a fictional movie.
1: That's not a thing. Just like the ghost in your room is not a thing. Right. Um, I I also love spirit medium Ray, a 52 year old lorry driver. (laughs) I know what a lorry is. (laughs) Says he can draw the gross ghost into him while Beryl, 59, Will envelop it in a vortex of light oh. and send it to the other side.
2: Yeah, that'll be 1,500 pounds, ma'am. Right. Oh. <laughs> We could just let him back go. We could just let him go into the ballroom here, ma'am. Right. So we could just let him back, I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's. A, it, I, I also could
1: imagine the circumstance where like, I got him. Did you bring the vortex of light? The guy's like Fuck! patting his pockets. <laughs> Fuck,
2: where's my vortex of light? I forgot oh,
1: at home. Shit, I don't have my vortex of
2: light. <laughs> it's really just a mag light. You Open, know? The trap, <laughs> yeah. Open the trap, Ray. Open the trap, Ray. Don't cross the beams. I love it.
1: Methodist minister. I was approached by Mrs. Birch, but I fear I may not be in a position to help. Fools rush in where angels fear to tread. I have no (laughs) expertise in this at all. I'm neither a trained counselor nor from a church with a tradition of exorcism. It is very difficult to know how to respond.
2: Yeah, it is. Actually, I know how to respond. Just laugh at it because it's ridiculous. (laughs) Who's
1: hunting for a story so bad that an old lady having bad dreams makes your paper? Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales, it <laughs> turns out. <laughs> so we got a fair amount of email and some comments on our Facebook page. We also got some new ratings on iTunes. For the new rating, uh, ratings on iTunes, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate everybody who goes to iTunes and gives us a rating. Uh, your ratings help to uh, promote our show. So if you want to torture other people... With the show, uh, which – why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you have to suffer through it, you should make other people suffer through Absolutely. it too.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it is the podcasting equivalent of a
2: waterboarding. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> so go on it's iTunes. A, it's and, the podcasting equivalent of a good Megyn Kelly face spray. So <laughs> – and not with pepper spray either, by the way.
0: It's Just essentially so you
1: know. a food
2: product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, But we also got some email. We want to talk about some of the email that we did get. Um, We got an email from Jace. Jace was uh, blown away that we were able to get uh, an A-list skeptical celebrity like Sean Faircloth. Uh, So were we. Yeah, like so. he
2: actually asked us, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't any really getting. Uh, yeah, that's... we didn't get anybody. He asked us and we said yes. Yeah. So that was the uh, that was the extent that we went to to get it. Um he mentions uh, we were laughing at and at the phrase of honor killings and it makes us seem a bit like sociopaths. Um and he even mentions it a little later on in his email, but uh but you know, if we don't laugh at that shit, Jace, we're going to cry at that shit because it's, you know, like there's there's a that story that we 're talking about last time was just so horrible um, if we can 't bring some sort of levity to that tragedy just by kidding around with each other um it 's just not it 's just not going to be uh, something we even want to even bring up so you know when you when you take our podcast into consideration you you leave your uh, you leave the the regular normal social uh, social things about what's right and what's wrong and what's okay to laugh at at the door because we, we break those boundaries every time.
1: Yeah, if you haven't noticed a certain strain of irreverence.
2: Yeah. Yeah, by this point, yeah. I mean, you know, when we're making jokes about a coat hanger abortion. Yeah, you know, that, nothing is really safe at that point. That is
1: not a lot of sacred cows on yeah. this no. program. No. Um, but we thank you very much for your email.
2: Joe sent uh, an email and also posted on our wall on Facebook. I love Joe's post on our Facebook wall. He just says, obscene, irreverent, mocking and offensive. In a word, brilliant. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it, Joe. He also sent us uh, an email. Um, he talks that he's uh, he's actually another Brit who listens. And, uh, and he sent us an email. About uh, dominionism, and it looks like the person who uh, who was on that show that we talked about, um, we had talked about a Terry Gross show. Um, Point of Inquiry also uh, interviewed this person about dominionism as well, and uh, you can find that on Point of Inquiry. Her name's uh, Rachel Tabachnick, I think. I'm not. I don't know. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. You can always search it. Search for it at Point of Inquiry. dot org. <laughs>
1: And then uh, we got an email from Robert. Um, we had mentioned in uh, several shows back that um, Westboro Baptist Church might just be trolling all of us. Um, and uh, Robert came to us and, and pointed us to an article um, from ramblingbeachcat.com, um, which is stop taking the Westboro Baptist Church so seriously. Uh, I, I read through this and I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Um, but uh I think it's an interesting read and we appreciate the feedback. Um I'm still not convinced that they're trolling us or not trolling us. I'm not convinced that they're convinced. Yeah. At this point. Um, you know, it's it it it's almost like the crop circle people have begun to believe that they're the aliens,
2: you know? It's <laughs> like- <laughs> this last week we were on uh we actually just finished an interview with uh, Patrick Redmond from the Birmingham Skeptics in the Pub. That's, uh, you can do a search for it on, on Google, just Birmingham Skeptics in the Pub, and you'll find his, his website – if you go to skepticsinthepub.co.uk, you can also find him as well. Uh, he runs a podcast where he interviews people that he finds interesting. I have no idea why he found us interesting, but he did, and uh, and he wanted Worst to talk to us. Worst show ever. Yeah, I know. It's like the lowest rated show for Patrick is going to be this one. But uh, we're going to be on his show soon. I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, it may be, you know, in the in the distant future, in the near future. Uh, but we're going to have Patrick on our show next week, so you're going to want to tune in next week when we interview Patrick for a little bit. And we're also going to talk to him about uh, a, a news story that came out this week Uh about uh, somebody who's anointing children and uh, adults with AIDS at a church um, with water instead of actually treating them. We're going to be talking about that next week with him. But we had a great show with him. And for all the people who always wonder, like, what the hell are you guys doing and why are you doing it? Uh, He asked some great questions about us, and we really kind of defined, I think, for him what our show is all about and why why we think our show is – is what it is and what it's for, what our show is sort of made for. So if you want to listen to that, uh, give Patrick a listen. He's a great interviewer, and he's a lot of fun. He's a really nice guy. And he's very British. He is extremely British. I needed subtitles. It, I really it, seriously, like, I was, I, like, wanted to hit the sub. I was, like, ready. I was, like, okay, well, I got to subtitle this guy. His his accent is so thick you want to spread it on toast. You're just, like, <laughs> I got to eat it with my bangers and mash or whatever. At you know? one
1: point in 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 uh, our back and forth trying to set up the interview, uh, he did sign off with tootle Pip. Yeah. So... <laughs>
2: I think he's just trying to confirm that he's British. I think so, too. Yeah. But uh, it yeah. really
1: was a lot of fun. Bob's your uncle. so
2: Bob is your uncle, Bob it turns is. out. And, and with that, we're going to leave uh, the, the listeners, as always, with the skeptics' creed.
1: Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno-Babylon bullshit thrust your hands bloody evidential conclusive doubt even this